0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, the 1st of July, 2020. And this is our first day of digging into God's Word by doing this podcast. So I want to thank you for listening and explain a little bit of how this is going to work. This podcast accompanies our church's Revival from the Bible reading plan, where we read through the Bible together in a year. And each day, we read from four different places, the Old Testament, the Psalms, the Gospels, and then somewhere from the rest of the New Testament. And this podcast will comment on those daily passages in ways that will hopefully help you grow in knowledge by understanding what you're reading. And I also hope these comments will help point you to God in worship, and also direct you to practical application that can be made to your life. And I'm confident that as we do this each day, we will find that there is always something to learn. And have you ever felt in your Christian life, though, that sometimes it feels like you're just learning the same lesson over and over again? Now, some of that can be the nature of growth in the Christian life because we still have this sinful flesh that we're battling while at the same time we're being transformed from one degree of glory to another. But we need to see a danger in this situation that even though God may often bring us back to some of the same issues on our faith that need to be, we need to grow in, We need to be careful and realize that there is a danger in coming back to these things again and again if we fail to learn the lesson. And that's why I want to start today by going to Psalm 78. Psalm 78 verses 41 to 55. And since we're starting here and kind of jumping in midstream in some of these passages, I want to just say something about the whole Psalm. Psalm 78, in many ways, is a record of the amazing things that God has done for His people, for uh, the the children of Israel. But in the midst of all these amazing things that God is doing, there is this really disturbing refrain that starts coming up. We saw it uh, once in verse 17. After talking about some of the amazing things that God did, it says, yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the most high in the desert. So the psalmist is drawing this distinction between God is doing these amazing things, but the people, they're still sinning against him. And then you just said, well, then God responded and he did even more amazing things But we see the disturbing refrain again in verse 32, which we read yesterday, which says, in spite of all this, all these amazing things that God had done, you know, just talking about the the manna and bringing in meat to the camp in the wilderness and all that this, that God has done in spite of all this, they still sinned despite his wonders. They did not believe. And so it goes on and talks more even about judgment that God uh, brought. But then, you know, it talks more about the amazing things that, that he did for them. And that leads us to where we pick it up today in verse 41 and then read to verse 45. And we see the disturbing refrain again, starting in verse 41, where it says, "...they tested God again and again and provoked the Holy One of Israel." This is really important at the start of verse 42. It says, they did not remember his power or the day when he had redeemed them from the foe. And then it goes on to talk about how God had destroyed the Egyptians and how he had rescued them out of Egypt and how he had led them. But it's saying they are not remembering, they are forgetting. And again and again, they're failing to believe and they're putting God to the test. So that's the danger that we all need to now take personally from Psalm 78. We need to examine ourselves to see, are there ways that I, even though God is showing me again and again, I'm refusing to believe in spite of the wonders I'm seeing God doing, I am still sinning and I'm not believing and I'm not remembering. I want you to think right now, what are maybe some of the tests going on in your life What are some of the difficult situations where it might be hard for you to trust God? I I don't know what it might be, but I I think for everybody listening, listening to this podcast, there is some way that your faith is being tested. There is something that you are struggling to believe about God and His goodness and His ability to provide for you. Well, the next question I want to ask then is, well, what are the wonders that you are forgetting? I mean, we have the record of the biblical history too. We can look back at Egypt and, and God's wonders in the wilderness with the people of Israel. But can we not also look at God sending his son into the world, Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for our sin, that he rose again from the dead? And then also in your own life, haven't you seen God do wonderful things? Haven't you seen God provide for you? Haven't you seen God grow you in various trials? So I want you to to pause and to think about the wonders that God has done for you. And then when you come back to these tests, to have a sense of urgency that you don't want to be saying about yourself, in spite of all this that God has done, I am still going to sin by not believing and not trusting in him. We need to see the sin of unbelief as a dangerous sin. And there's no reason for it because all throughout scripture, and then it should be throughout our lives, there is a record of God being a faithful God. Are we going to remember that? Are we going to listen to that or not? And I hope that brings a mixture of conviction, but also encouragement to you. Remember the wonders that God has done and trust in him today. Now, I want to comment on our two New Testament passages, both of which are going to bring us to some pretty fundamental things about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ today. First, I want us to look together at our passage in Galatians, Galatians chapter 1, where today we're reading verses 11 through 24. And since this is our first time talking about Galatians, a little bit of background of the book. He's writing to churches in this region of Galatia, and he is clearly trying to take on a false gospel that is being preached And what we gather from the book is that someone is clearly preaching a gospel to them that involves works, involves the law. Even specifically, it appears involves circumcision, saying you have to do these things, you have to be circumcised to be saved. And Paul is trying to set the record straight that no, that is not the gospel. The gospel is not a message of works that you must go do. It is a message of what God has done for us that is to be received by faith. And so that will help you make sense of today's reading. We're starting in verse 11. He says, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. And he goes on to give history to show, hey, nobody told me this. I got this straight from God, he appeared to me. He explained the gospel to me. And then when I met up with the other apostles, we, we were on the same page already. I didn't go come, get this gospel from some other man. This gospel is coming from God. And when people heard me preaching this gospel, he says in verse 24, they glorified God because of me. So today's reading is a little bit historical for Paul talking about himself, but you can understand the reason he's talking about that is he's trying to explain the gospel to them. And he's trying to say, hey, I I didn't just, you know, go copy and paste what I heard the apostle Peter doing or these other people doing. No, God told me this. This message is coming straight from God. And so you need to listen um, because the message that you're listening to, Galatians, is from man, while the true gospel is from God. Now, there's an interesting intersection between our reading there in Galatians today and then also what we read in the Gospel of Luke today as we encounter John the Baptist because we will see him talking a lot about works today. And he makes clear that's something that's a part of this idea of repentance. So today we read in Luke chapter 3 verses 10 through 22. And it starts off, the crowds are asking him, what then shall we do? And then he goes on to tell them a bunch of practical things that they need to do. Now, you might be asking the question, well, wait, Galatians is making it clear. We're saved by by faith. And that's what Romans says. And, and that's what the New Testament says. And John is telling them to go do these things. How does that work together? Well, let me just take you back briefly in John chapter three to verse seven, where John sees the crowds and he says, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. And then he says, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. That, that, that's the message there. Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. So he's calling them to repent, which is a one-time decision, which comes along with faith. Ultimately that we're going to see is meant to be placed in Christ. But he's saying, Hey, if you really repent, it's going to lead to fruit. In your life. So we have to understand, and you need to understand, and as you talk to people about the gospel, we need to be clear of what is the role of works when it comes to the good news, when it comes to really being a Christian. And we have to remember no, good works are not what we do to get saved, good works are what we do because we are saved. To get saved, we repent, we turn from our sin, we put our trust in Christ. And if that's genuine, it's going to lead to this fruit of repentance that John is giving people instruction in today. And then he goes on to really exalt Christ in what he says in verse 16, where he says, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. What a great statement of humility, and one that all of us should feel today, that this life is not about us, it's about Jesus Christ. He is the one who is worthy. He is the one of whom the Father said, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. And the focus should all be on him. Now I want us to wrap up by briefly commenting on 2 Kings 17 and 18 where we read the tragic end of the nation of Israel. Remember, after Solomon the kingdom is divided into a northern and southern kingdom, the northern kingdom of Israel, the southern kingdom of Judah, and today we see the northern kingdom being conquered by Assyria and taking into exile events that we know took place in 722 BC. And, and The the, the Southern kingdom is going to hang on for over a hundred more years, but it's a sad story that we read today of the end of this kingdom. And look at what it says there in second Kings 17 and verse seven, where it says, and this occurred because the people of God had sinned against the Lord, their God, who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, King of Egypt, and had feared other gods. Whoa, it's, it's Psalm 78 in action. They did not remember what God had done, but they feared other gods and it led to destruction for them. And verse 13 says, Yet the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and every seer saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes in accordance with all the law that I commanded your fathers and that I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen but were stubborn as their fathers had been who did not believe in the Lord their God. May we learn the lesson today to listen to God, to remember his wonders, and to do what he says. And and what we see there in chapter 18, we're going to see a more encouraging story of somebody trusting in God, their King Hezekiah of the southern kingdom, and we'll get more into that tomorrow. But may we As God sometimes brings us back to that same lesson. May we learn the lesson, and I hope that encourages you today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.